this is a show where we sit with friends and talk about things through a spiritist lens in an informal and unscripted way. We are very excited to be here for one more episode. This one we are calling Spiritual versus Physical Healing. And we have a great group of people uh, that you may or may not be familiar with. But before we begin, we just want to thank you one more time for being here, for spending some time with us. You may have noticed that for the past couple of weeks, we have tried to provide you with more content as you enjoy, hopefully, a safe and healthy quarantine in your home as we all try to collectively beat this coronavirus. Uh, talking about coronavirus, you might remember uh, that about a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, we did an episode on coronavirus as well. And that's something that you can't check out. Uh, also, we want to let you know, if you are not already aware, that we do this thing in two ways. Uh, some of our episodes are live broadcasts, such as this one, which you can find on Facebook and a little bit later on on YouTube. And uh, all of them sometimes as well are put in uh, on podcasts, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your podcasts are found. So if you are commuting or if you just want to go back and relive some of your favorite episodes because you have the time, you can check them out as well in audio format. So we're very thankful for your patronage, so to speak, and we hope that you join us uh, in many more conversations to come. But with that in mind, let's get to the topic. We are super excited today to have um, a lot of our folks uh, who you may already be familiar with. And one friend that we managed to finally get on camera with us. We're going to leave her for our introductions last. But before, uh, I want to toss uh, to my partners in crime here. Uh, Susanna, can you say hi to folks? Hello, everybody. I'm Susanna. I'm talking to you right now from Miami, Florida. Thank you, Susanna. And we have another friend who's been here quite a number of times. Another one of our co-hosts here, Flavio. Say hi to folks. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, here once again in my uh, beautiful home in the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And uh, we do look forward to... Uh, Seeing and also potentially answering some of your questions. If you feel like you are you're ready to ask us questions, be so. And uh, as Daniel mentioned, we have a very important guest that's going to join us today. So, Kirsten, who are you in this beautiful world? Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for inviting me on the show today. I, I'm so excited. I'm Kirsten. I am from Maryland, so hey, Marylanders, and hey, Rasper, uh, listening and watching. So we're excited to discuss this topic today, and I'm so excited to see and watch and participate as this all unravels. Kristen, uh, come on. Don't, don't say yourself short. Tell us a little <laughs> bit more about your stuff. What, what's, what do you do for a living and all those things, please? So professionally, I've been a registered nurse for over 10 years. So I'm a little bit familiar with the health field, um, and I, I love being a nurse and have been since you know since I became one and always wanted to be one. Um, I grew up in a spiritist family. For those of you who don't know, uh, so I, I spiritism has been something very uh, close to me. It's more like an appendage than it is anything else for me. It's just so natural. So 
definitely love discussing it, definitely love sharing it, and definitely love being able to talk about the both worlds I live in, which is the health field as well as spiritism and merging them both and just finding the beauty in it all. Awesome. Thank you so much. Sure. Dan, back to you, my friend. Great. Thank you. And, you know, um, we've been uh, talking to Kirsten for a while, trying to get her on the show, and it's always hard to schedule folks. Um, but I want to compliment all of us on making sure that we're always being in different states at the same time. So we've got four <laughs> different states here again uh, covering this country, um, and time zones are always challenging. And also a big shout out to all our nurses and to all our health uh, workers out there who are no doubt essential at this time and have always been, but I'm hoping that we can also, um, you know, recognize that the wonderful uh, job and work that they're that they're doing. So, um, so shout out to all our medical field personnel who are sacrificing a little bit of their personal lives, like Kirsten and like Susanna as well, um, who are doing this because you know they've chosen to do something really special. Uh, for others and we are really grateful for your choice of livelihood thank you absolutely uh, fantastic yes um and we got a shout out for you already here um kirsten look at that thais is uh hey. is uh is actually saying here shout out to nurses she's also yeah. uh, a nurse i believe yeah. yes yes, uh, yes so we're definitely celebrating uh, nurses everywhere who made all these things possible for us um but let's dive in um spiritual versus physical healing. This is an interesting topic, one that's very meaty, right? So where do we start, folks? Where do we want to go? Can we have one without the other? <laughs> oh. Ooh, can um, we have spiritual healing? Can we have healing? spiritual healing without physical healing or vice well, versa? Well, should we have- yeah. Should we even say like what, what's spiritual healing? What's physical healing, Flavio? Let's toss it back at you, sir. That's Yeah. So I, I think... Uh, I'd like you to perhaps take this, take us from a journey, right? So if you look at the overall concept of healing, so a lot of in the past, right, folks, you know, believe, myself included, that healing is the opposite of sickness, right? If I'm healthy, if I'm healed, I no longer have sickness. But if I look at the world's, world health organization, if I'm not mistaken, and by the way, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, I'm a medical doctor, and uh, I believe they, 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 they use a, a definition that a, a health is a state of mind, right, Kristen? I mean, is that something that we can maybe tap on, like physical, mental, social, economic well-being, as opposed to just, hey, I have a, you know, a, a flu and I'm, I'm, I'm cured? Isn't that the uh, case? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, health is considered on a multi, I would say multifactorial, multidimensional level. It's not just uh, linear. It's not just physical. It's emotional. It's mental. It's the whole gamut of um, everything that could encompass us from a holistic perspective. So, and one thing that I really like as well, if you dive deep into the World Health Organization or the CDC or any of the like or NIH or things of that nature, they really will show you and, and many different publications as well, where they, they like to define what healing is versus cure. Um, I, I always felt it was akin to how in spiritism, we utilize the word spirit versus soul just for nomenclature and for, you know, to put things in their place in a sense. So cure to cure something generally is referred to as something as when you are um, devoid of any uh, devoid of any disease, like there's no evidence of it in your body, but healing really is, is being seen as 
truly becoming whole. Like that's mind, body, and spirit on all levels. So you can have a cure and not be healed. And, mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. And I truly believe that you can be healed, but also not have a cure. Okay. Mm, interesting perspective. I love that. Very interesting. Before we, we you know, that's why we bring <laughs> guests here so they can say smart things that otherwise we would say. <laughs> um, great. Um, you know, interesting too, because one thing that just dawned on me about a couple of weeks ago um, that I hadn't really thought about is actually even the word disease, right? Mm. Disease, it's actually this ease, the fact of not being at ease, everything that brings you off your balance which I had never connected the dots until recently because you just, you know, take on a word and you just know its meaning. Um, so it's not necessarily something of itself, but it's something that knocks you off your feet, right? And so I love that definition, or not definition, but that explanation of yours because I think you're right. I think this, this piece about cure and healing has a lot to do with the spiritual and the physical pieces of things. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, let me ask you guys this, right? So all that is like, super cool uh the concepts and even for us spiritists i mean we have a, a, a you know a tendency a lean to talk about spiritual over uh physical healing but how realistic uh is that we or or let me let me put it this way how much of this frame of mind do we really have or see in our society? Because I think and I perceive us, all of us, even um, spiritualists or spiritualists, we still so, so deeply identify with the physical body, right? With the material realm. And obviously, um, you know, um, no one likes to be sick, right? Have you guys have you guys like had this experience of having like just a really bad cold and being bitter about it because you can't do things, because you can't leave the house, because you can't you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. just a cold, right? And you feel like disabled, you know what I mean? So it's just something it's something that every time I get sick I think about. And so I'm just kind of I don't know. I'm a little bit all over the place, but um, I always like to um, point out the the gap that still exists between the things that we say and preach and the concepts that we embrace and the realities that we live in. Because we say all those things, but when we get a simple cold, right, mm-hmm. we are like miserable, miserable. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, that we are forced to take a little bit of time to perhaps take better care of ourselves because a lot of times we only stop to take care of ourselves when we actually sick. When we get sick because we have ran our immune system down, you know, uh, to the bottom out of stress, out of neglect to our bodies, into our well-being, and then we are forced to take care of ourselves. So just put a whole bunch of like thoughts out there for you guys to, you know, pick up love it. a thread. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. White starts slow over here, people. Let's just kind of yeah, dump why? it all in a table. Why? Uh. You know? <laughs> I love it, Sue. I think it's a wonder. I mean, I love the comments because there's so much to unpack, like you said, right? Um, I think there is the idea of spiritual versus physical. There is the practice versus theory. Right. Um, and all those kinds of things. So I don't know. Where do we want to go? Do you guys have a, a sense? 
I I think I think it's important for us to define right. Uh, uh, again, let's go back to the first question: Is it possible to be, you know, uh, spiritually healed and not physically, you know, and vice versa? I think it's important for us to define right spiritual healing versus you know physical healing, right? Yeah. So everybody, mm-hmm. I guess the mm-hmm. I'll take the easiest route. You guys can get the complicated route. I mean, if you got a cold or a flu, right? Once you overcome it, once you are better, once you're out of it, to, to Susanna's point, once that doesn't impact you any longer, you're back to your normal activities, right? Then can we can say the person is physically healed. Right. Right? What about spiritually healed? Can anybody right. give an example? So, for example, like, you know, going back to the same thing that I was saying. A lot of times we we become sick because we are um, not paying attention to ourselves, to our spiritual, to our emotional needs. We are, for example, you know, just going a little bit psychological here, right? Um, we are trying to to prove to ourselves our values, and so we are overdoing. We're trying to overachieve and not paying attention to simple things like rest, like you know, uh, paying attention to your family and just like, you know, all those things are important, right? So uh, healing, which Kirsten, you know, start to, to talk about would be that state where you in, you, you, you're centered, you're in peace, you are physically, you pay attention to your physical, to your emotional, to your spiritual self, and you are, you know, able to balance all those uh, aspects of your life as as much as possible. So you might be perhaps uh, physically sick, but yet have your spirit, you know, strong, have your spirit, you know, connected to what is essential, have your spirit learning great lessons from that experience. In other words, the spirit is clearly in a process of healing, whereas the body is still sick. A lot of times you get over your cold, now you're feeling great, and you go back to old patterns, to old behaviors, to, you know, tendencies, they are destructive. In other words, you heal the physical, but the spiritual, the emotional um, causes for your physical uh, uh, sickness or disease remain within you. Which, you know, just finalizing here, there's something else that it would be important, I think, for us to talk about at some point, which is the connection, body, mind, and spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna, I'll jump in here too because I, I was thinking as I'm trying to organize my thoughts that a lot of it has to obviously do with perspective, right? And I think key to this is the assumption that we have when we don't think about spiritual, we just think about the physical, that illness or disease is a thing of itself that is a barrier, obstacle, or challenge. And that might be true, but I think that when we bring in our reincarnationist and spiritual perspective to it, we can also see that as a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, of something that we need to learn, whether it's to go back to balance. Like, you know, uh, Susanna was speaking just right now, and I was thinking, you know, another great example of what you were saying, Sue, is is those illnesses and conditions that people are genetically born with, right? Right. Um, And that they might have some sort of physical ailment or illness which has not developed necessarily in this lifetime, right? 
but that they have to deal with some sort of limitation or challenge or condition uh, that they have to live with. And they can do so even though being physically limited, they can be emotionally and spiritually happy, right? Uh, I'll give you a simple example like that came to my mind, diabetes, right? Diabetes type 1. Mm-hmm. It's something that, uh, that in this lifetime, you have not done anything to warrant that. Right. right. Uh, but nevertheless, you're going to have to manage that illness, condition, or whatever it is that you want to do. And there will be limitations on your behavior and what you can and cannot do that you are going to have to manage for the rest of this incarnation. Right. Uh, but nevertheless, you can be a, you know, a very happy and, and wholesome person, uh, you know, fulfilled individual that doesn't so your physical state doesn't necessarily always reflect your spiritual and mental state like you were saying right yeah so in plain english the way i see it it may be over simplistic but the way i see it is spiritual healing right it's really the spiritual healing of us as spirits you know physical healing is the healing of that you know medical diagnosis right kristen what do you think do you agree with that simple version of it So I don't think everything in life is is so black and white. I think there's a lot of because I know I'm sorry. We like her. We like her, Susanna. Let's keep her. (laughs) There really are a thousand shades of gray, and I think each case is very uh, uniquely different. I would say, and I actually wanted to touch on something that Susanna said. I think she was alluding to is two things. First, when we're dealing with chronic versus acute illnesses. Because they're two different things. Absolutely. And they, they elicit different emotions sure. in, in all of us. And ha- the, how we deal, and I think that's what you were talking about, Sue, how we actually deal with the illness, whether it's acute or chronic, is a big part of how we're managing it. So I, I'm, I'm going to plug this book because I really love it. Um, it's called You Are the One You've Been Waiting For. It's by Richard Schwartz. It's not a spiritist uh, book. However, it is a, um, more from a therapeutic perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet, Sue, that, um, that Sherry knows about this. And it, uh-huh. talks, it talks a lot about um, this kind of modality called internal family systems. In layman's terms, basically what it is, is it tries to help us to deal with our emotions part by part. So have you ever found yourself saying, if you have a chronic illness, whatever it might be, whether it's diabetes um, type two or if it's hypertension or what have you, and you found yourself um, saying, you know, there's a part of me that finds this really difficult, but then there's a spiritist part of me that knows that everything is for a purpose, but there's this other part of me that, that says this really sucks. So in IFS, which is Internal Family Systems, talks about how important it is to find healing and understanding with all of those parts of us and if you read a lot of the books of joanna DeAngelis, there's a book in particular called times of health and conscientiousness and she talks a lot about you know obviously health and cures and things of that nature and that need to be healed from the inside out finding that internal peace within and i I don't remember if it was susanna or if it was flavio or daniel who said it but you know i I do want to retract my statement about you know, you can be healed, but not be physically cured. I think you can be in the process of healing, but not yet, it, but not have it yet fully reflect in your physical body. And if you read, mm-hmm. you know, Heaven mm-hmm. and Hell and the examples and Andrea mm-hmm. Louise, you can see a lot of those yeah. examples. 
Yeah. And I would frame that further, that piece that you said, Kirsten, which I think is really great. I was looking for the book here. I have that book in my table somewhere. Uh, the one? Time of Health of Consciousness. Oh, okay. no. um, yeah. awesome I'm also halfway through one that I think is interesting. It's called Cured. just came out. Um, I'll share that later. But yeah. what, what, what I thought was really interesting is, is there a connection between short-term and long-term thinking here, right? Because spiritual healing is sort of a longer-term issue. Mm-hmm. that may take many lifetimes to achieve. And physical healing might be like stages along the way, right? So it's possible that we may heal from an illness physically, but that it may reappear with time because we have not addressed the root causes of, of the illness, which are now beginning to better understand, right? If we think about it, it's been very a very short period of time that we have paid attention to the importance of, of the mind, right? Like a placebo effect comes to mind. Like psychology is only like 130 years old or whatever it is. So yeah. we're only beginning to unfold the, like the spiritual or the mind vector into all of this. I am not saying, though, that everything is just in our heads, right? There's, there's a physical component to it. So I want to make sure that I'm not making the distinction. It's like, no, you can just pray your stuff away, right? Um, that's not what I'm saying whatsoever. But I, I wonder if there is a component to that piece, right, where, where we need to get the underlying root causes of stuff, which is emotional and spiritual, because, that's how, because imbalances there will manifest in the physical body. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and vice so, versa. And we got to pay attention to that stuff like Sue was doing in the beginning. Does that make sense? So, it does. So pay attention to that. Can we answer the question, why do we get sick? Well, I think, I mean, I, mean I, have, I have to go back to Kirsten. I mean, there's probably a multitude of, of factors, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I, I think that, you know, if someone, I don't know, uh, who's joining us now, who will be joining us, who will be listening to uh, the show eventually, um, I think it's important to share with the public uh, a spiritual perspective in the sense that, you know, just uh, what we, we it's the, the fundamental knowledge in spiritism, um, that we are mortal beings, and that we were created very simple and without much knowledge, much, much consciousness, and that the whole purpose of our uh, existence, and by that I don't mean incarnation, I mean our life, our spiritual life, is for us to grow and for us to connect with God and to develop the God that we all are within in potential. And uh, in order to achieve this goal, and to learn how to love unconditionally um, and to reflect the God that, you know, we are. We go through incarnations, we go through experiences, um, we go through learning. And in this process, as we achieve reason, we are granted free will, we make choices. And in making our choices in this process, we end up creating a lot of time, these harmonies. These harmonies that will affect what we call our uh, spiritual body because we are three-dimensional beings. We have our physical bodies, we have our spirits, and in between connecting one and the other, we have what in spiritism we call peri-spirit. And it's well-known in many other traditions with different names, astral Mm -hmm. body, different things like that. But the important thing is that all these experiences, they are ingrained, they are marked, 
in us. When we act with love, we create a, a, a healthy flow of energy in our physical and spiritual body. And when we act um, in ways which are hurtful or against uh, love, before we disorganize the environment outside of us, we disorganize our inner environment. Yep. And so the source, the real source of diseases always comes, always starts. The source, the real source is always the spirit. And that's why when we are talking about uh, healing, spiritual versus physical, we are, you know, there is a, we cannot dissociate one from the other. There is a deep connection. But if you are seeking, seeking true healing, permanent healing, we need to address the source. And the source is the spirit. So that's like a, a simple, you know, summarized mm -hmm. version because I think it, it makes it easier for whoever is listening to us if you have yeah. a different perspective to understand where we are coming from. And that's great, Sue. And I, I would jump in here to just add a small detail to make it even easier, I hope. Um, not, not all illnesses that we have have been like a spiritual mandate, right? You right. may just catch the flu because you have overworked yourself, right? And in doing so, like Sue said earlier on, you have over um, stressed your physical body. And because your body was overtaxed and you didn't get rest and you didn't eat well, right? The nutritional component of your body, the chemical pieces got out of whack. They are, um, your immune system resistance goes down because there's a natural consequence mm -hmm. to all of this. Mm -hmm. And therefore you catch the flu. It does not mean that the flu was premeditated, right? It's right. because you in that point in time, uh, didn't take care. didn't obey the law of love to self there. Right. right? And unbalance that. Of course there's flus and there are like chronic illnesses and everything else. But we want to make sure that we also tell folks that, uh, just because you sneeze doesn't mean that it was, you know, spiritually ordained, right? Yes. Um, sometimes we get there, but I think that was a great primer, Sue. I think that was a that was a, a great primer on how we we as a spiritist look at illness in general. Um, so if it should I, should I then kind of like do a, a reverse question and say if 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 all these illnesses and all these things have in essence a, like a spiritual or a mental or intellectual whatever you want to call it source. Um, then what can we do, right? What can we do to be as disease or illness-free as possible? No. Oh, she the, raised her hand. She's adorable. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Are you raising your hand? Jesus. So what comes to mind is something that I read again in that book, Times of Health and Conscientiousness, that Joanna says when you have the merging of moral conduct and harmonious moral conduct and mental conduct, will you be able to find this health and well-being? So that in and of itself, I feel like warrants us to might even be a whole other you know, uh, show for you guys, what does it mean to have harmonious moral and mental conduct? I mean, it really beckons us to do a deep self-evaluation, which I think that it's so easy to pass judgment on everybody else, but to actually put the time in to do self-reflection and to get to know these different parts of ourselves, 
because we are like Susanna was reiterating, we are uh, these um, immortal beings. We've you know had so many lifetimes. We've carried with us so much emotional baggage and trauma and psycho mm-hmm. psychosomatic medicine has taught us that, you know, that has demonstrated to us that the emotional uh, and mental effects uh, do affect pathologies in our body. So we know that that's, you know, whether spirit, I mean, spiritualism hasn't been saying that, but we know that science is already has been validating that. So yes, we do have to go, as you were saying earlier, you guys are sharing, going to the root cause. And if we don't address the root cause, we're still going to have the issue. It's the same with, if you have type two diabetes, if you have hypertension, we can give pills to our patients. Um, we can give them injections, but if they do not change their overall lifestyle and the source of where that came from, the, the ailment's going to remain. I, I, I want to, I want to tap on that, Kristen, real quick. Um, you mentioned, you know, some of the scientific evidence or research. We, I mean, I, I'm sure folks have read that uh, there's, some, there's some research around prayer and meditation that actually helps, right? Yes. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of, you know, uh, uh, materials, right, yep. that we could reference there. But uh, can we say or can we ask the question around, can prayer heal? I believe prayer can bring about and facilitate healing. It can bring us to a closer state. It can bring us to to the road that we need to begin, to the road to healing. So, yes, in a way, yeah. Yeah. We would probably have to jump back and define prayer too, right? Because I think that um, folks might have vastly different ideas of what prayer looks like. Um, some of us might think the prayer is the repetition of specific magical words, right? Sort of, so to speak, where others might think it's like a heartfelt thing and others still can think it's actually action towards stuff, right? Um, And so I would argue that you could be praying to God when you are making a difference in the world, right? Um, So I think it it depends on all these things. And I, I would probably make a little letter, right? There saying like the least effective kind of prayer for self-healing is the uh, mindless repetition of words, right? Um, the perhaps most effective one would be the sincere connection with the spiritual. And then the ultimate way of doing it is that connection and the action towards reestablishing balance, right? Yeah. So, because, because I think that one of the challenges that we face in our world today is this lack of action towards health, because we think that we were, you know, that we think the health comes from the outside, right? that we can take one or two pills and then that will take the problem, will solve the problem, will take the problem away. And while that might help our body to recover, right, and to remain balanced, and that's very important, ultimately, whatever changes we need to do need to be done from the inside. And it's like the lifestyle change piece, right? Um, And so so that's an interesting question that, that's that's why I think spiritism is so interesting because it can marry the physical and the medical and the scientific with this thing that sometimes is considered more mystical, but it's not that mystical, right? When you look at spirituality, and understand the forces at play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I, can I piggyback off of what you said, Daniel? Not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> so uh, I believe it's either in the, um, the book, the messengers by Andrea Louise psychographed by Chico Xavier, Chico Xavier, however you want to pronounce his name, or it's in um, missionaries of the light, or it's an action and reaction, all the same series. So more, um, 
of a reason for everyone to go and read all those books. But in those particular books, they do give different examples. And one example in particular is of a Catholic mass. And they're, from the spiritual perspective, Andre Louise and the, the spirits are observing people receiving communion. And so they're noticing how each person's receiving communion. And there's, and from a spiritual side, energetic side, there's no reaction. But they reach um, the certain person, in a, this woman in, in line to receive communion. And when the priest hands her the holy wafer, and they describe this amazing, spiritual, energetic, harmonious uh, chain reaction that happens in her body. So they were explaining that, yes, so to do something repetitive, like, you know, I don't want to call out certain religions, um, you know, without any meaning, obviously does not elicit the kind of result that you're going to want. But if you're doing something with, you know, true and deep intentions with all of your heart and soul, and you truly believe that thing, you know, that's, you know, that's totally okay. So I think it's all about your intentions. And in the book, um, I want to say it's action and reaction in when they talk about um, Munsell Pies, which is Peace Mansion, um, I believe is that book. And they talk about and this, which is a spiritual colony. And they talk about, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a church. It's a gathering where different spirits who are of different religious backgrounds go and worship. There are some Buddhists, there are some Catholics, and Andre Luiz is like, what is this? Like, what are these, like, people are praying to the statue of Mother Mary, some people are lighting candles. So then the higher spirit, the mentor was explaining that, you know, for each person, different things el elicit different emotions. So it's important to also... Think about that component, and I, but I 100% agree, you know, just repeating something, even as a spiritist, repeating those prayers in the back of the um, gospel isn't going to elicit something unless you are truly your heart and, you know, is truly in it. Since we totally took this away from healing towards prayer, I totally, you know, out of... Bring us back, things. bring us back, Flavio. So, so before I bring us back, the definition that Alan Kardec brings, I think it's in the uh, Spirits Book question... 659, if I'm not mistaken, right? Praying to God is just thinking of God. It's drawing ourselves closer to the creator, right? So every time we do that, we communicate with God. So we could be praying while we're in a shower, right? Thinking about somebody, right? So let's move on. Let's, let's switch, switch gears real quick. Um, I do believe that prayer can bring us towards a closer perspective to healing, right? But praying alone is not going to get us healed. Does everybody agree with that? Yes. Yes, I think so. What's the next step? Fundamentally, fundamentally, what's the, next, action. what's the next step? Taking action, right? How do we take yeah. action? Well, I, I like what Kirsten said about um, each case being different, right? Uh, because we are going to have to get to the root cause of things, and they might be different from case to case. And I think that what sometimes we lack in our current way of thinking about illnesses in general is that idea that we that we need to spend time and understand what's causing, what's triggering those things instead of, mm -hmm. you know, just quickly saying, this is this, this is what you do, because it cannot, it, sometimes it's more complex than it seems. I mean, uh, from what I understand, I'm no medical doctor, but from what I understand, there has been a tons of, of research as you know, the past decade about the influence of our own emotions, right. In our well being. So we're talking about like forgiveness, for instance, and the physical burden that it lifts from folks, um, we're talking about 
uh, you know, like high incidences of ulcers in people who are very anxious and who are very rancorous or have this, this, this challenge that has been eating away at them. So we definitely have come to understand that somatization of illnesses better, I think, in the medical field in the past decade or so. And I think we're scratching the tip of the iceberg, right? Um, because we're beginning to realize that mental health is directly connected to physical health in, in different ways, which is something that um, the spiritist literature that we have read has been telling us for, for about a century now, right? Um, so it's a really fascinating piece. So with that in mind, I would say, what are the things that we are uh, looking or not looking at that we should look at in our lives that could help us go back to balance with ourselves, right? Are we working towards um, harboring a safe space mentally and emotionally with us? Are we dealing with our emotions? Are we taking care of our bodies, right? Are we getting rest? Susanna did a great job in the beginning and saying, you need to get rest. You need to take care of your body, right? Otherwise, it's the machine won't. So I think you need to take a holistic approach to these things um, because I think we all have heard cases of people who have illnesses that had no explanation whatsoever. Nobody knew how they came about or why. And we also have heard cases of uh, people who have this spontaneous healings about all these this incurable these illnesses, right? And the book that I was talking about earlier, um, I don't know if you guys can see it over here. I'm going to try to because I, I have the horrible habit of um, of uh, um, reading them in, in, in um, digital format. But it's called Cured. Mm -hmm. And it's by Jeffrey Rediger. He just came oh, out and the life changing science of spontaneous healing. And it's an interesting book. Uh, I had a, a chance to talk to him a couple of times. He's been part of a couple of spiritist medical association uh, events. And he, he, he's interested in how people like heal spontaneously from this incurable illnesses. And he tries to go figure that stuff out. Right. Um, and it's a really interesting piece, and, and I'm halfway through it, but I find it fascinating because I think it speaks to a lot of the things you guys were talking about. Finding balance, looking at uh, your nutrition, looking at stress levels and emotional health, and, of course, working with a doctor too, right? Nobody's saying that uh, these things substitute um, medical care, but uh, we definitely should think about that in addition to um, uh, things, right? Um, so, and to kind of cut it down to very specific terms, Flavio, I think we go back to that idea of, of a type 2 diabetes, right, uh, which is sort of a lifestyle uh, condition, yeah. right? So unless you change the underlying causes, just taking uh, the medicine, metformin, whatever it is that you're taking to, um, to kind of make up for the chemical imbalances in the body will not address the root cause, right? Um, so what are the things that you were doing to fundamentally change? And that's what's so hard about healing and cures is because you've got to change stuff in your lives, right? And I think that's and what the, the biggest change. challenge is. And we yeah. all know changing behaviors is not easy, right, by all means. But if, if, if we bring us back to our model and guide, right, our, our teacher, the utmost important teacher of our lives, Jesus, right? Every time he imposed his hands and cured or healed somebody – what were, what were the words that he mentioned? Your faith has healed you. Yeah. Go right. and sin no, no more. more. Yeah. Your faith right. has healed you. Go and sin no more. Meaning he didn't cure that person. That person cured him, him or herself. But the advice, you know, at the, at the, at the back of the statement was, dude, don't, don't, don't be your old self. Be your new yeah. self, right? 
Because if you go back to your sins, your, your mistakes, guess what, right? We might be seeing each other again here in the future, right? So it, it's, I love it, right? Because it's, it's philosophical, it's, it's material. I mean, it, it's, it's pragmatic to all of us, right? If we're looking to be healed by whatever difficulties that we're going through, whatever, you know, uh, moments of our lives. And sometimes it's, we need some help, right? Oftentimes we get professional help. But at the end of the day, yeah. nobody can heal us but, our, but ourselves. Yeah. Right? And that's a great yeah. thing, uh, Flavio, because it has greater implications too, right? We think about that within just one lifetime. But when we understand reincarnation in many lifetimes, healing ourselves physically now has an impact on our future lives. Because if we leave that thing like unattended, it will jump back at us in a future life. We will carry that with us in what Susanna described before as our physical bodies, right? So if we don't dry ourselves up completely after we jump into a pool and we put on new clothes afterwards, guess what? With time, the water is going to show through our new clothes, right? So we need to dry ourselves up in a very poor example. We need to make sure that we attend to those, uh, to those, uh, to those, to, the, to, the, to that water before we we don new apparel, right? So healing ourselves and balancing ourselves now not only benefits us in the short term, which means this lifetime, but it has a, a great positive effect for many lifetimes. And the opposite is also true. The stuff that we're dealing with with uh, with now that we don't know where it has come from. And Kardec said this aptly in the Spirits book, right? If the causes of our suffering cannot be found in our current lifetime, they must necessarily be found in a previous one because nothing just happens out of the blue. Right? But Sue, were you yeah. going to say something? I think I cut you off. Sorry. No, no, no. That, that, was, that was great. No, I was kind of summarizing a little bit in my head what you guys were talking about and uh, remembering that Andre Lewis says that each one of us brings a doctor within ourselves. So we need to activate our own doctor. And I think the way to do that is always to remember that we need to address ourselves in each dimension in which we exist when we are incarnated. So the, the, the bottom line is self-love. You know, the, the, the highest recommendation that we have is to God love to, uh, to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So it starts in us recognizing the importance of our physical body as a vehicle, as an instrument that allows us to be here and seek to attend to it with love. Today, we have a lot of science um, talking about nutrition, talking about inflammation, talking about you know uh, uh, ways in which we can uh, be proactive in the prevention of diseases by the things that we eat. So, you know, many different uh, levels that we can, can look at that, but we, we need to look at our minds, right? So one very, very strong idea in spiritism is that we take care of our bodies. We um, uh, brush our teeth two, three times a day. We take our showers, right? But we need to also attend to our mental hygiene because the mind is, uh, is, 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 a, is a powerful force. And then, you know, we, we 
uh, we live in this mental home that we uh, build to ourselves. So paying attention to our mind, and I think that he is where, just going back a little bit to what, you know, you guys were talking about prayer, where prayer is very instrumental in healing. Because the moment in which you lose, in the moment in which your, your mind, your, your home becomes very disorganized, you know, prayer helps you to reconnect, right? To change the frequency, that vibration, and gives you a boost. It will solve your problems, but it will help you to connect with um, minds that are in the same frequency, and that will give you a boost. We spend a lot of time organizing our homes. We, we shop, we, we buy flowers, we try to keep it clean, if we would just pay a little bit more of attention to our mental homes, I think that that's part of healing. And finally, the spirit, right? So the spirit, the best, I think, the most effective way to attend to the spirit is to attend the, um, to the quality of our relationships. They tell us where we are in life. So how good are your relationships? How peaceful are they, right? So that relationships our neighbor is our connection to god so if we're looking at the ways we're dealing with our body pre taking care of our minds and if we are investing in relating better each day i think we have a you know somewhat of a of a of a place to begin mm -hmm. um with the healing process mm -hmm. That's that's great. You know, and as you were um, talking, Sue, I was thinking, um, you know, one thing that we may not have made explicit, but um, popped up as well is illnesses and these periods of imbalances are like n natural inflection points. They're like forced points for reflection. Nothing of what we're talking about changing ourselves, changing our habits, being mindful of our relationships and our relationships with ourselves and others in the world will come to be if we are not making space and time for reflection, mm -hmm. right? And right. if we don't do that, then nature will find a way of making us do that and right. stop so that we don't run ourselves completely to the ground. And sometimes illnesses are that. They mm -hmm. are the moment where we got to say, stop. You need to stop and to think and reflect about what you're doing because it's not working well. And it's not working well, and therefore your body is paying the toll for it, right? Um, so yeah. I think a lot of it about that, you know, pain, for instance, I know that if you put your hand on a hot stove, you're going to feel the pain. And we think that that's a bad thing, but it's actually a good thing because if we didn't feel the pain, we would mm -hmm. actually damage our hands in such a way that we wouldn't be able to use them again. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. that moment that forces us to kind of reflect. And if we are lucky, we, we think about it. I, I always am, am reminded of one uh, a verse from one of my favorite poets, uh, T.S. Eliot. And he has a wonderful verse that he says, we had the experience, but missed the meaning. Right. So sometimes we got to make sure that we are not missing the meaning, that we are making that time for reflection. Because if we don't stop to, to think about who we are, how we're doing, where we're going, then none of what uh, Susanna described and what Kirsten was talking about and what Flavio brought up might come to fruition, right? So the challenge is, going back to Flavio's question, how can we heal ourselves or how can we prepare ourselves for, for healing? Uh, we have to make time and space for thinking about where we are today. Are you, what do you guys think? Does that make sense? Can I throw a yeah, can I throw a wild card in there real quick? 
A wrench. <laughs> a wrench. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead. Isn't illness an amazing tool? I mean, we view it as a society uh, in general, whether independent of what religious background or spiritual background we come from, we view it as something negative. But isn't it a wonderful tool? Absolutely. When we look at it from a spiritual perspective, right, it turns our thinking in its head, right? The world becomes very different. When we think with the spirit first, we say, wow, what a blessing to have that messenger, that early warning system before things get uglier, right? However, that's not an easy thing to understand unless you're making time for reflection. Otherwise, it's like, oh, my God, pain, really? Right? Do I really need this? Right. If we're yeah. just paying attention to the short term, to the physical quote, quote, right, um, then it's very understandable why we would think that uh, it's just a negative thing, right? Yeah, but you can only you can only achieve that if you if you if you go through what Susanna described, right? If if you if we don't hide, you know, bring some hygiene to our minds, we don't we can't we're not able to reflect on that, right? Because if I look at every disease that affects all of us, right? We, we know from spiritism that they have their sources, right, in the spiritual realm. We know that, right? Minus the flus and the colds and all that, as Daniel mentioned. But they have a purpose, right? And the purpose is always to help us get better through it. It's an educational purpose of every one of these diseases, right? However, how can we come to grips that it is an educational purpose as opposed to some people think it's a punishment or it's something else? How do we align our minds there or our thoughts there? I have thoughts on that. Go right ahead, sister. <laughs> Don't raise your hand. It's not, it's not kindergarten. And Kirsten, just before you go, just before you go, what was... Oh, Sue. Oh, nope. Technical the name of the book. Hey, Sue, you cut off. Can, you cut out. Can you say that again? Well, I'm sorry. No, I was just um, wondering, what was the name of the book? that you mentioned uh, before that you were reading that's not the spiritist book? You are the one you've been waiting for. That uh, okay. title, all right. Okay. That, that so, title so I actually asking. think comes from Thank a... Thank you. Yeah, that title actually, it's, I think it's a paraphrasing from a beautiful Hopi prophecy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Um, it's like, basically, I feel like it's a spiritual communication. Now, I might share that with you guys later, but it's a beautiful thing. Like, we are the ones we've been waiting for. Uh, oh, it okay. ends like that. So it's a beautiful thing. But tell us, tell us about it, Kirsten. No, go ahead, Kirsten. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So this, the information in this book, I mean, it, it's, if you like Joanna DeAngelis, if you like a lot of that psychology background, it's a fantastic read uh, into understanding oh, the- did I lose her audio? You know, oh. No. No. We're still here. We're here. Technical difficulties. Okay. That makes it even more fun. Go ahead, Kristen. Get going. <laughs> so, um, it's a fantastic book. So, uh, it's a fantastic book to read and to study um, alongside your spiritist books, with especially Joanna DeAngelis. But what I will say is, I think Susanna was talking about. You know, I always think about. Okay, it's so great. Spiritism is beautiful. There's so many beautiful philosophies. It's so great to say all these, you know, phrases and to quote this person and that person to quote this book and that book. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, and for any of us who ever experienced chronic illness, and I'm talking about debilitating, bring you to your knees, um, 
you are contemplating what is life and what is what what is it all about kind of illness you will be faced with a lot more issues where you can't quite get to the full root of the problem before you begin to deal with a lot of the very basic things and that's why this book is really great because it talks about you know in the beginning stages at least for some people when they're dealing with chronic illnesses or even acute that seems to be really uh terrible maybe even some people who are go- going through the COVID-19 the coronavirus right now um and the way that it's hitting them and if they're experiencing it but you have to deal with the different parts of you that are coming up sometimes the first part is that lack of acceptance like oh, I don't want to deal with this this is too much um, and that's where reading in the gospel, resignation and obedience is really good to help us gain a new perspective on, you know, what that means, what it should look like for us. Because for myself, I've always been one to uh, think in terms of practicality. I think Fabio asked, like, where do we begin? Like, if I have a chronic illness, where do I begin? There's so many parts of myself. Where do I even start? And sometimes I think it's to the easiest to start wherever you are, whatever first comes up for you. And that's why interlacing spiritism is beautiful because you can utilize prayer. And Flavia was mentioning earlier about the use of like yoga and meditation. And here I have another book has great. Oh my God. uh, It's full of books. I know. I know. I love books. I absolutely, (laughs) it's my passion. It's called the body keeps the score by Dr. Um, Vander by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. It's an amazing book. He's a psychiatrist. He's not American, obviously, given his name. And but it, it details so much research and mirrors what Joanna D'Angelo says about yoga, meditation, the importance of it, and how much it has a positive effect on our overall healing. And also, the title is very telling: The Body Keeps the Score. So whether you believe in reincarnation or not, but whatever traumas we carry, whether from this life or previous life, it manifests in our physical body. We notice through the, you know, the examples of Andrea Louise, the different stories. And if you read the different books of Duvaldo uh, Franco, as well as Francisco Xavier, same thing. You find so many different cases. This is true that our body will manifest that trauma, those things that we've experienced life after life. That's why it's important to ask us, why is this bothering you? Why do I feel this way? And that's so unique because every person's going to have a different response. We were just watching this movie called, and Flavio, you commented on my Facebook post called Just Mercy based off oh of the God. book written, yeah. Yeah, written by Brian, Brian Stevenson. By the, Stevenson, um, yeah. Yeah, um, the uh, social rights lawyer. And I could only get through 10 minutes of the movie and I was absolutely sobbing and not wanting to divulge my whole life story. I I, I will, I'll spare everyone, but I had to connect with myself why that bothered me so much and why I couldn't move forward and watch the rest of the movie. Nothing to do necessarily with the movie itself, but just what it elicited. So it's important to ask that question. Why is this affecting me? What is this cancer? What is this, uh, cold. What is this illness trying to teach me? And I love um, this Brazilian, I guess he's a psychologist, therapist, Marlon Rakedale. He, I, um, it's all in Portuguese, but he has this recent a thing that he's doing and it's called, I think if I were to translate to English, like go inside by yes. the banter, I think it's called. So it's amazing because it, I love the analogy he gives that 
you know, COVID-19, it has us all stuck inside the house and segregated. But the irony is that all of this is causing us in. And that's the beauty. Because I think that's what it's about. Healing is about is going in, not going all out. All right. So, so thank you, Kristen. This is awesome. And, and uh, a, lot, a lot of great information. A lot of, uh, I mean, we could be here until midnight and there'll be enough topics. Yeah. And, 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 but unfortunately, our time is running out. And we have to wrap, right? So I'd like to suggest something for us to wrap. What can we do right, to stay healthy? What are the things we need to do? 30 seconds, no more than that, to stay healthy, to bring that inner healing to all of ourselves and towards others in our daily lives. Be as pragmatic, as practical as possible. Start with you, Danny. What do we do? Oh, we lost Danny's audio now. Mm. Let me go first. With Daniel, okay. we're not, we don't hear you. Let me go first while you um, reconnect there. Um, I just want to, um, I think I used my 30 seconds. I'm going to um, go along with what Kirsten was saying. Um, I think spiritism has a lot to offer, a lot to offer uh, in terms of the understanding of the meaning of life. Um, the purpose of our existence of this present moment and how we can um, maximize and potentialize the present in favor of our healing. But I think that emotions are a universal language that are beyond um, religions and, and creeds and emotions are messengers of the soul. And I would like to cite and recommend the work of Andre Moreira. He has a book that has been um, translated to English. It's one of my absolutely favorite books in, um, about healing and self-healing. And he does bring the medical uh, spiritist um, perspective. Um, but so emotions, um, the spirit Gius da Cruz uh, uh, through this uh the psychograph of Andre Moreira says that they are the thermometer. They speak about uh, the, the temperature of our inner world. And emotions are what we um, touch on the surface, but they speak about deep feelings. So when we are ill, uh, whether chronic or acute, I think going back to Danny, you know, the important thing is to seek for the meaning. And a lot of times people say, but how do I do that? How do I get to that? It's, it's, we say about those things, but people have no idea where to start. And I would say, listen to your emotions and just be curious about them because they have so much to, to tell you and to teach you about who you are and where you are in your wounds and areas in yourself that need to be attended to and need to be loved. All right, thank you, Sue. That was actually 30, almost 30 minutes. I'm just kidding. Sorry, uh, I you, apologize. What about you, <laughs> you Kirsten? What are the pragmatic ways that we can bring this home, right? Healing in general. I'm, I am going to pull from Joanna DeAngelis from the same book, Times of Health and Conscientiousness. And here's the book for those of you who don't know what it looks like. Um, and where she says, self-examination through lo and loving God and loving yourself and loving your neighbor as oneself is where you should begin. So self-examination, just, I think piggybacking a little bit of what Sue said is really important, you know, finding out 
gauging where you are and starting from where you are. What's bothering you the most and go from there. Yep. I like it. I like it a lot. I'll go next. I'm not sure if Dan is back or not, but I can go next. I would say whatever, whatever you're feeling, right? Whatever is the, the problem, the issue, whatever healing you're trying to look for, or we're trying to look for, right? Let's remember that there's a reason for us to be in the position that we are. We are in the best place with the best situation and condition there could possibly be, right? So let us continue praying. Let us continue watching ourselves, not others, right? Ourselves. And remembering that having a reason for that, there's a lesson behind it. The moment we get the lesson, the moment we start to shift our, our emotions, our thoughts, right? Our interests, our mental health towards better, towards the more connection with God, we start the healing process. That to me is step number one. At least you find the North Star and build upon towards that. <coughs> Dr. Sisi, you where are you Flavio? Yeah. Oh, you cannot. Ah, through the miracle, through the miracle of uh, microphones and the internet. Um, thank you. You know, I think you guys said everything that I would say. I'm just reminded of the beautiful passage uh, to the ultimate doctor of the soul, Jesus, the ask and you shall find, right? I think we might remember that. It's in, and it's actually a very interesting acronym that always leads me to reflect, right? Ask um, and, and you'll be given to you. Seek and you shall find and knock and the door will be open. So it's A-S-K, like ask. Um, and I think that is a, a beautiful thing. Like, you know, ask is in terms of go back inside yourself and know really what you're looking for. What are your priorities? Reflection, right? The seek piece is then is move yourself into action. Will yourself into action. And the knock on the doors is go try things, right? Put yourself out there. So be sure what is it that you want to, right? Put yourself into motion and then try it out. And I think in these times, you know, COVID, whether we're sick or not, or not times of COVID, I think that's a, something that sticks with me. Uh, you know, stay focused on the beautiful, right? What is it that's beautiful for us? Uh, that's, that's, my, that's my goal for these next couple of weeks is to go back inside, stay focused on the beauty, make, make space and make time for silence, for reflection, for prayer, and ask for help when, when, I, when, when you don't know. Like, that's what I do. That's, that's why I pray many times. I just ask for guidance on, on what to do next because I don't know what to try. So these are, will be my, my three steps there that I would, uh, would think about this. Um, does that make sense, Flavio, to you? It does. Thank you all, folks, for the uh, great summary. Uh, Dan, how about uh, you bring us home? Thank you, sir. So um, once again, we just want to make sure we thank everybody who was listening to us live here today and watching us live as well. Uh, we are broadcasting as a reminder on Facebook Live, and we will then put these videos on YouTube later as one. So follow our page on Facebook Follow our page on YouTube as well. Just look for Spiritist Conversations. And of course, all of the things we do um, go to audio and podcast format. So if you are not familiar with podcasts or our podcast, uh, you know, search for Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your um, podcasts come from, uh, find us there. Uh, we want to suggest that if you uh, prefer to listen to us instead of looking at us, you can do that, you know, when you're commute, not, not that you should be commuting right now, but when you can, 
um, you know, that's one way of keeping that energy going. Just want to really thank you for all your time, especially our friend Kirsten here as well today with us. We hope that she comes back many times to hang out. Um, a big thank you to Susanna and Flavio, who always make this such a pleasure. Uh, thank you, guys. We could not do this without you. I know I couldn't. Um, and so I'm, I'm in, definitely in debt to, to, the, to the two of you. And we wrap up. Thank you. Thank God you. bless you, everybody. Thank you. Thank Bye. You